In prayer, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the blessings that come through the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, for the great truth that all spiritual blessings, we have all spiritual blessings through Jesus Christ, our Lord, the riches that you have given to us and granted to us. We thank you. We honor you, Lord Jesus, today. King of kings, Lord of lords, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity we have to be together these days. We pray for those who are joining us and listening today, who cannot be with us today. Whatever their condition, we pray that you might bless them, that you might encourage them, that they might know that they're missed and we are together in spirit. We thank you, Lord, for these who have gathered in this place, the special place where we come and we sing praise to your name. We worship you and we seek to honor and glorify your name. So today, Heavenly Father, this is the day that you've given to us. These are the days that you have given to us to live in. So may Jesus be honored and glorified through our lives. We come today and present ourselves to you as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God, which is our spiritual service of worship. We ask that you'd forgive us of our sins. We ask that you would help us to be your people in this world, in these desperate days and troublesome times. May Jesus be glorified through his people. And may this church be a part of that among your people all over the world today. Grant us now the truth of your word and help us as we gather around your word that we might hear what you have to say to us. You are our great God. You are sovereign. You are in control. You have absolute authority over our lives and over all things. So today, may this truth come to be true for us today. May we, may we accept these words and may we live by them. To the glory of Jesus, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, good morning, good to see all of you. If you have your Bibles, find your place in Psalm 103. Psalm 103, we continue to consider together how great is our God. Oh, my dear friends, in these days in which we live, this is our focus, this is our responsibility to keep our eyes, set our minds on things above where Christ is seated. Those of you who are joining us uh, online, may the Lord bless you. We miss you. We thank the Lord for you, whatever your condition. I know speaking to some of you, you wish you could be here and you can't, but we, we love you and we pray for you. And uh, someday we pray that you would be back with us. And in the meantime, here we are, and this is what we do together. Psalm 103 is where we find our place today. <clears throat> how I wish and how I desire to do my best to share with you all the riches, the wonderful things that we find in Psalm 103. My heart is overflowing as I prepare to say this. I come today to speak to you on behalf of our great God who is sovereign and has absolute authority over all things, including all of us and in our world today. So before we do, we're going to take the time to read Psalm 103. Our focus will be on verse 19 especially to make some observations and to consider the greatness of God's absolute authority. But we first need to read God's Word together to get our minds focused. So if you'll stand now in honor of the reading of God's Word, we'll read together. I hope that you have your copy of God's Word. You'll keep it open today during the time we have together. Those of you joining us online, we hope you'll have your Bible open and stay with us. Oh, my dear people, hear the Word of the Lord today. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. And all that is within me, bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of His benefits, who pardons all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who 
redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion, who satisfies your years with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. The Lord performs righteous deeds and judgments for all who are oppressed. He made known His ways to Moses, His acts to the sons of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness. He will not always strive with us, nor will He keep His anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is His loving kindness toward those who fear Him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has He removed our transgressions from us. Just as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear Him. For He Himself knows our frame. He is mindful that we are but dust. As for man, his days are like grass. As a flower of the field, so he flourishes. When the wind has passed over it, it is no more. And its place acknowledges it no longer. But the loving kindness of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear Him. And His righteousness to children's children. To those who keep His covenant and remember His precepts to do them. The Lord has established His throne in the heavens. And His sovereignty rules over all. Bless the Lord, you His angels, mighty in strength who perform His word, obeying the voice of His word. Bless the Lord, all you His hosts, you who serve Him, doing His will. Bless the Lord, all you works of His, in all places of His dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Heavenly Father, bless the reading of your word to our hearts and minds today. And may the Holy Spirit of God be our teacher today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. <clears throat> if you'll go back now to verse number 19. Psalm 103. What a wonderful psalm of David. It teaches us so many things about how to praise God, how to bless God. It is my desire as your pastor that you might learn to use the Psalms as a part of your praying and as a part of your regular praising of God, both publicly and privately. So much is here. Here is the word for today, verse 19. How great is our God? The Lord has established His throne in the heavens and His sovereignty rules over all. The Lord has established His throne in the heavens. And His sovereignty rules over all. Here we have in verse 19, a throne. A throne established in heaven. Here we have in verse 19, a kingdom. 
And here we have in verse 19, one who reigns in this eternal, permanent, everywhere kingdom, the Lord Jesus Christ. Our focal truth today is this, that God is sovereign, Lord and King, ruling over the whole world through the Lord Jesus Christ. So today we honor the Lord Jesus Christ for His reign and for His rule. This is what we need today in a world of confusion and things that change. Nothing seems to be the same. This is what all of us in this room need to consider. I ask you this morning as we begin, uh, when was the last time you considered God's almighty authority through the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you really believe and do you live as if Jesus Christ is absolute Lord over all things, including your life, your time on the earth, this planet, and every single person on it, and all of His ways. Do you consider, do you believe, do you live with an awareness of God's absolute authority through the Lord Jesus Christ? Again, we have it here. The Lord has established His throne in the heavens. I also want to ask you this. When you think about God's absolute control, we might use a word that seems a little strange, but the word dominion, we saw it here in verse 22, in all places of His dominion. You know the word dominion means domination. There is one who dominates every generation. There is one whose purposes will never be stopped. There is one who dominates and controls all things in the world, and that is our Lord Jesus Christ. He is the great one, the glorious one, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I stand to tell you today that in spite of the rulers of this world, whoever they are, however they come into power, and the governments that stand, they will all pass. But Jesus Christ will never change. He is King of kings and Lord of lords to the glory of God in every generation. If you learn to live with that confidence, it will change your life. You'll remove yourself from fear. You'll no longer live with worry and agitation and wondering what's going to happen. You will recognize the Lord Jesus Christ reigns. And He reigns completely with all authority from generation to generation. Oh, how wonderful it is. Does that encourage you or does that frustrate you? Well, the rebel center... Let me tell you, though you are rebelling, you are rebelling against the Lord Jesus who is King and Lord and Savior of all. Your rebellion is seen, but the Lord is gracious. And those of you who are saved, what a comfort it is to have our King, the Lord Jesus Christ, reigning and doing whatever He chooses to, you, to do. Do you really believe? Do you really believe? And that means it's the way you live and think. Do you really believe today... That God can do whatever He chooses. Do you really believe today that God can do whatever He chooses, whenever He chooses, with whomever He chooses? Do you really believe that? If you really believe it, it will change the way you live. Today we come to bow and submit ourselves and remove ourselves from arrogance and pride. This is the thing that, this is what the sovereign authority of God does. It strikes at man's 
arrogance and pride who tries to set himself on his own throne in his own life and run his life and ask God to do his bidding. No, you, have, you cannot say Jesus is Lord and live as if you are Lord of your life. And so for every one of us today, God is sovereign Lord and King ruling over the whole world in spite of what the news may say and the world promises through the Lord Jesus Christ. His purposes will be done on this earth. So with that said, now I'm ready to begin to talk about these words. I feel a little better and now I can get going. These words in Psalm 103, this is what I want for you. This is what I want for you. Oh, Pastor Mike, what do I do when I'm afraid? Well, you learn to bless the Lord. What do I do when there's terror in my mind and anger and worry? You learn to bless the Lord. Let me, let me read these words perhaps a little bit differently because first of all, in Psalm, just the, just the very structure of the psalm. Quickly, I cannot stay here long, but I must say this. In the, first, in the first verses of this psalm, from verse 1 through verse 5, you have this man of God, listen to me now, talking to his own soul. Do you ever talk to your soul? You might talk to other people, try to straighten them out. You might try to talk to somebody else, but do you talk to your soul? Do you speak to your soul? Do you look in the mirror and speak to your soul? Well, David speaks to his soul. He, a holy man or woman of God speaks to their soul. And then in verses 6, going through down to the climax there in verse number 19, we see this reign of this one. The way that God reigns in His kingdom. And it's a wonderful thing. We'll see it in just a moment. And then we see this call for blessing of all creation and the angels. And the psalm begins and ends in the same way. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Verse number 22. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Maybe I should say these words in a reversed order. Here's the way we learn to take these words of this psalm. And they will help you, my friend, when you pray. Here's the, what David was saying. My soul... Bless the Lord. My soul, bless the Lord with all that is within you. My soul, bless the Lord and never forget what He has done for you. You need to go home and talk to your soul. You need to go have a good talk with yourself. When you are agitated, when you are stirred and tossed around in this world of confusion and opinions, when you live in anger or when you live in fear or somewhere in between, my soul, bless the Lord. This is our remedy, friends. This is the cure. Will you hear me today? Don't let your mind drift away to other things that are frivolous and don't matter. Listen as you're here today or as you're listening to me wherever you are. Hear the word of God. My soul, bless the Lord. This is the priority of life. Learning to glorify God. How great is our God? He is so great. This psalm starts with the core of it. Where does blessing and praise come from? From my soul, from my mind, my will, my emotions, my desires. I bring them all together and I say, my soul, 
Bless the Lord with all of that. Give the Lord all of that as you praise Him and glorify Him. And then angels, all of you mighty angels and all of creation in your own way. Bless the Lord as I bless the Lord in my soul. This is the heart of what it means to walk with God and to live with Him. You see... This is the way we gain encouragement in these days. So we have three observations in verse 19. The Lord has established His throne in the heavens. And His sovereignty rules over all. What important words. Again, I say them to you. There's a throne here. It's the throne of God. We have this word sovereignty. There is this kingdom. And there is this ruler who is on the throne. Let's begin first. God's authority is absolute authority. It is represented by a throne. We don't have a throne in the United States of America, but the throne represents authority. It is the seat of judgment. It is the seat of decision. It is the seat of actions and determination. It is the seat of the one who sits there to do whatever he chooses to do. The throne, this word, this Hebrew word, is a word that is describing an elevated seat with a covering. It is the one who is seated there having authority. It's the chair of all authority. The Lord has established His Authority. No one gave him his authority. From generation to generation, God has always existed in absolute authority, eternity, from generation to generation. No one gave him, no one established the throne of God. It is his by right because he is alone, the one who has been always. He establishes His throne. It is a permanent throne. From generation to generation, before America was ever founded, when the nations were were formed and shaped with other names from the beginning of time and creation all the way to the end of the ages, however this world may look, there is a throne established in the heavens. That means it's above you and me. There's someone above us in authority. We as proud men and women, we stand in arrogance against the authority of God. But He has established His throne in the heavens above us. Which requires me to look up. Which requires me to bow down and submit to Him. In His almighty authority. The Word of God says to us, Your throne, O God, is forever. A scepter of uprightness is the scepter of your kingdom. You see, this this throne is established eternally for the glory of God, for His mercy and justice. So there is an established authority. God's authority, my dear friend, is absolute. His authority today is the same as it's always been. The Lord abides forever. He has established His throne for judgment. The Lord Jesus Christ in Hebrews verse number eight, chapter one, verse number eight, Psalm forty-five is a, is given to Him as His as a description of His authority. Your throne, Lord Jesus. 
Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. That's what we say to the Lord Jesus. Your throne is forever and ever. Long time, long while after I'm gone and you're gone. Long time after other generations have come and gone. Your throne, Lord Jesus, is forever and ever. And a scepter of uprightness is the scepter of your kingdom. You see... God's authority is absolute. He has established His throne. Now back to verse 19. God always acts in absolute authority. Look at the beauty of what all the Lord has done for us. Here's the nature of the kingdom of God. You remember when Pilate, that arrogant Roman governor, had the audacity to speak to the Lord Jesus Christ in a mock trial, by the way, and talked about kingdoms. You remember it. Most of you in here, I know who you are. You remember those words. Pilate talking about a kingdom and the Lord said, If my kingdom was of this world, I'd have my soldiers come and they'd fight. But my kingdom's not of this world. The kingdom of God. Oh, the kingdom. of What is it about this throne and this sovereign rule of God? Well, if you look in verse 6, it starts there. The Lord performs righteous deeds and judgment for all who are oppressed. You see, the Lord in His authority, He acts. Today in this world, though it doesn't seem like it, to those who do not understand the unseen, they do not understand the work of God. To us who believe by faith, we still don't understand completely what God is doing and permitting to happen in this world today. But the Lord performs from His throne through the Lord Jesus Christ righteous deeds. He's made them known to us. Notice this. In verse number 8, these wonderful words. Here's a picture of the glory of this kingdom. It is a kingdom of compassion. The Lord is compassionate. Verse number 8. He is gracious. He is slow to anger. He is abounding in loving kindness. This is... This is the throne of God. This is the established throne of God. The one who, as he reminds himself, David reminds his soul. Think about this. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. The one, your soul has been pardoned from sin. Anybody glad about that today? He has redeemed us from our, from our sins and saved us. Anybody happy about that today? He loves us. He goes on and he says, that He heals our diseases. He crowns us with loving kindness and compassion and satisfies our years with good things. This is what happens when we experience living in the kingdom of God. What did Paul say? When you're saved, He transfers us. God transfers us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of His Son and the delight of forgiveness of sin and pardon and the love of God and the grace of God and the satisfaction of God and His compassion. It is a kingdom filled with God's compassion and patience for us all. God always acts in absolute authority. It's not a cold thing. It's meant to warm your heart, my friend. The Lord does not sit on the throne frowning. He is coming to us and sending from the throne His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, so that we might be saved. He is the one. This kingdom, He acts with compassion. We've been speaking and talking and thinking about this for months together. God is a God of compassion. 
That's the kingdom of God. That's His reign. His reign and His kingdom extends to show compassion. He's shown compassion to you. You were once a rebel against God if you're a saved person here today. Now, if you're not saved, you're still in rebellion against the King. You're still in rebellion against His ways. You're not being obedient. You're living in disobedience. You're living in your arrogance and pride. But all of us who are saved, we experienced from this one who sits on the throne, grace, mercy, forgiveness. Oh, how about this? Patience. The one who sits on this throne, he has established his throne in the heavens and he is filled with compassion and graciousness and he is slow to anger and he loves us. Oh, amazing it is. Verse 11, for as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great, so great is his loving kindness toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, he has removed our transgressions from us. Can anybody say amen for the forgiveness of God? My soul, bless the Lord. Because His throne is established. It's permanent. My soul, bless the Lord. My soul, bless the Lord. Because He has performed righteous deeds. He is sovereign in His willingness. Listen, He grants us forgiveness. He grants us the Holy Spirit. He grants us <clears throat> these precious words so that we might live by them. He grants us power to live. He grants us another day of life so that we might honor and glorify Him. He grants us satisfaction when the world never finds satisfaction. He grants us by renewing us when we are weary, you see, God's authority is absolute authority. God always acts in absolute authority and He rules with absolute authority. I must read to you verse number 17. But the loving kindness of the Lord, this is what comes from the throne of God. He is absolute in His loving kindness and it is, listen to me church, from everlasting to everlasting. How do we describe something that's eternal beyond time and space? We use the, way, the Word of God. From everlasting, it was everlasting before, and it's everlasting after our time. We cannot conceive of in our minds how God could be always, but He is. The book of Hebrews teaches us that faith, faith is that we must believe that God is, and that He is the rewarder of those who seek Him. We serve the great eternal God who in His graciousness sent His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who died so that we might have life as offenders and rebels against God in our black darkness of sin. He ascended to heaven, seated again in authority and sent the Holy Spirit of God, the wonderful, blessed Holy Spirit of God, to dwell inside of all of us who are saved so that we might experience union with Christ and live with Him. You see, this is God's sovereign purpose. This is what He seeks to do and He rules this very moment with absolute authority. Our God is in the heavens. He does whatever He pleases. Psalm 115. God reigns over the nations. I'm going to give you a current event. 
God reigns over the nations. I'm giving you a current event. It's better than CNN or Fox News. God reigns over the nations. It's better. Did you hear the old preacher? God reigns over the nations and He sits on His holy throne. Colossians 2.10 He, the Lord Jesus, oh don't miss this, He, the Lord Jesus, is the head over all rule and authority. He is the head. He is the one to have preeminence in all things. If you will confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you shall be saved. This is where it all starts when I come and bow myself to the one who is always ruling, who always acts with kindness, grace, mercy, patience, who saves us and places us in the kingdom of His dear Son. And what did the Lord Himself say and remind all of us who are His disciples? Before He ascended to heaven, all authority has been given to me. In heaven and on earth. You want to know who you serve today if you're a follower of Jesus? You serve the one, the Lord Jesus Christ, who has all authority over your life, over your days, over your family, over your future, and over this entire world and every person on this planet. We bow the knee to our single, only, sovereign Lord Jesus Christ. And we say, whether we're dying or living, Jesus is Lord. So what do we remember this morning? What is it that we come to take with us as we go? I try to do this and I know it's always more than perhaps you want. But nevertheless, you're getting the whole turkey. There you go. For whatever it's worth. Everything is under the control and domination of God. I use that word on purpose. Well, Pastor Mike, now what? I just don't know. I'm not real comfortable with God dominating. You're not? You're not? Then you must still be in rebellion. Can you stop what he's doing? Have you been able to do that in your life? No matter how smart you are, I'll get more educated and I'll get beyond. No, you'll never outdo the wisdom of God. I'll just be stronger as a young man. I'm strong. You're, you're going you're gonna to be old like me and you're going to be creeping around. And you're going to have to be, it's gonna ha your power is going to go away. No, the only power and the only wisdom, the only one who stays the same is our blessed Lord Jesus Christ. And He reigns today. And everything is under His control, whether you like it or not. He will dominate this world until He arranges all things. And the Lord Jesus comes again. That's the way I'm going to live. That's what I'm going to say. Nothing happens in the universe without His direction. The Lord has established His throne. Nothing happens in the universe without His direction or permission. I hope you're comfortable with that. That's why you can pray. That's why you can go before the throne of grace with your petitions. Not about my own silly things I want, but to do the will of God. 
What will it take for the church of the Lord Jesus Christ to put aside our toys and come before the Lord and say, what do you want us to do? Everything he does is based on his purposes and his will. I read for you Ephesians 1.11. He works all things after the counsel of his will. He didn't ask anybody else for their opinion. Nor will he ever. This is the one we this is the one we raise our hands and praise. This is the one we say to our soul, my soul, bless the Lord. It is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the one with absolute authority. I I have to read it to you. Of all the places, of all the people, our dear brother John our spiritual father, the Apostle John, put out on an island, barren. There was nothing there. The Isle of Patmos was a bunch of rocks. There was not a tree on it. All there was was a hot sun and an ocean and rocks and a cave. But the Lord Jesus came and revealed Himself to him. And He says in praise, From Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth, to Him who loves us and released us from our sins by His blood, and He has made us to be a kingdom, priests to His God and Father, to Him, to the Lord Jesus Christ, to Him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. That settles that His purposes cannot be stopped. There have been those who have tried to stand before and do everything they can to stop the church. Even to the point of killing Christians, it still goes on in this world today. But you cannot stop the work of God. The blood of the martyrs from the beginning of the church has done nothing but seed the ground. Because as soon as you kill one, someone else stands and says, Jesus is Lord. That's what we need in the church. Not this pale, weak, frail, apologetic compromising with the world attitude. We must bow and say the Lord is Lord and wh whatever He says for us to do, no matter what a government leader or a medical person may say, we're going to do what the Lord said for us to do. You see, I have to tell you this, God's love for us is as great as His sovereignty over us. You'll never be, you'll never not be loved by God. Do you know that? This is the reign of grace. He loves you rebel sinners who will not bow the knee to Jesus. You still believe you can find satisfaction in your own flesh. And in your own arrogance, trying to control your life. And some of us as followers of Jesus, we've gone back to our carnality. We're living in wickedness again, hatefulness and arrogance. You must bow the knee and say, Jesus is Lord. You see, God's love for us is as great as His sovereignty over us. And there is no understanding of the grace of God because the grace of God reigns. 
through the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord has established His throne in the heavens and His sovereignty rules over all. So how do we apply this to our lives? Well, we must trust God who reigns over all things. And I know we have, we have our dear friends watching today who are in hospital rooms and they cannot get out. The Lord Jesus reigns over all, including where you find yourself today. Many of our people suffering great despair because of the loss of loved ones recently. But I want you to know, trust in God. He reigns over all things and over all your conditions. Your Lord is not surprised by the circumstances you are going through. You must be willing to surrender yourself to whatever the Lord says and give thanks to the Lord, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. You must bless the Lord for His absolute authority over all things. That means if your job's gone tomorrow. That means if you get sick and you die. That means if somehow everything in life comes apart, you must bless the, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Because God has established His throne and His sovereignty rules over all. That's the word of faith. That's the word of submission and trust. When you truly believe one has your best interests at mind, your sovereign Lord has your best interests in mind. But they may not be the things you think are right. But that doesn't matter. That does not matter. Never forget the benefits of God. You should go home today and you should say to the Lord, Thank you for pardoning me. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for redeeming me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for having mercy on me. Thank you for giving satisfaction to me through the years. And thank you for renewing me. My soul bless the Lord. And finally, confess Jesus as Lord who is King of kings and Lord of lords. I'm past my time, but Paul couldn't say it any other way. As he finished 1 Timothy 6, he was breaking into praise. You, look, when you begin to understand the Lord has established His throne in the heavens and His sovereignty rules over all and the Lord Jesus Christ is ruler of all things, it will set you free from your fear. It will set you free from your... Some of you like to control things, don't you? Maybe you should let the Lord control things for you. Paul didn't know how to say it any other way, so I conclude with these words, to the only potentate. Now, Americans don't like potentates. We rebelled against potentates. We came here to be free. To the only potentate, the King of kings and Lord of lords, the Lord Jesus Christ. To Him be glory. Can anybody say amen? amen? That's what we do. That's what you say on your deathbed. That's what you say when you start life. That's what you say all the way through the middle. You students, boys and girls, learn to say, Lord Jesus, whatever you want, I will do it. That's what he means here when he reminds us of these wonderful, wonderful words. He is righteous to the children's children, to those who keep his covenant and remember his precepts to do them. The Lord sits on his throne and he sees and knows what each one of us are doing today and all dear people on the planet. 
He's not surprised by the idolatry and the false religions of the world. He is not surprised by the open rebelliousness and secularism of our day. He is not shocked by the attitudes of governments and their opinions to control. The Lord Jesus and the throne of God is established and in sovereignty He rules over all. Bless the Lord, O my soul.